0: Welcome to the Crypto Hopper Crypto Trading Podcast, where we help you become a better trader. Whether you're new to crypto or a seasoned pro, this podcast is for you. Tune in to hear from industry experts and check out cryptohopper.com for our world class automated trading bot. In this episode, we have Crypto Hopper's lead technical analyst discussing top technical indicators. Subscribe to stay up to date on the latest crypto trading tips and insights. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing great today. My name is Mihai and I'm the main technical analyst at Cryptohopper. I'm glad to be here with you today on our first Cryptohopper podcast. Today we'll be looking at the top technical indicators that you can use in the crypto space. First off, let me just say that the most important part of trading is not which indicators you use but how you use them in your trading system and that's what we'll also touch on today. For the people who don't know what technical indicators are. They are basically mathematical calculations based on past price data used to predict future movements. The first indicator that I want to touch on is the Exponential Moving Average or EMA for short. While there are many other moving averages out there including the SMA, TEMA, DEMA, Hull, the Exponential Moving Average is one of the most used in the crypto market. The Exponential Moving Average, just like the other moving averages, basically smooth out the data and look like a line on the chart. So it takes a number of periods, for example the last 10 closed candlesticks, and makes an average out of them. This can be very useful as it removes a lot of the noise from the market, and you can clearly see the direction of the current trend. Keep in mind that you can set the number of periods to whatever you like, and the longer the period, the slower it reacts. Some of the usual periods used are 9, 10, 15, 25, 50, 100, 200 300. There are many ways to trade with moving averages, but today I will explain how they work on Cryptohopper. On Cryptohopper, we actually use two moving averages, one with a shorter period and one with a longer one. When the shorter moving average crosses above the longer one, a buy signal is given and vice versa. So, for example, when the 50 EMA crosses above the 200 EMA, a buy signal is given and when the 50 EMA crosses below the 200 EMA, a sell signal is given. This signal basically showcases that the cryptocurrency in question is on the rise lately because the last average of the last 50 periods is bigger than the average of the last 200 periods. In general, moving averages, exponential moving averages included, work best on higher time frames, so 4 hours and above. This is because they are trend-following indicators, which means that they follow the trend and the trend is most clear on higher time frames. The EMA works well when there is a clear trend such as the time period between March 2020 and November 2021. This is because the EMA is well suited to finding the beginning of a trend and following it all the way to the end. However, the EMA and other moving averages in general have a lot of trouble when it comes to ranging markets. Ranging markets take place when a coin is stuck between two levels. For example, right now in September 2022, Bitcoin is currently stuck between 17,000 and 25,000. Moving averages work poorly in this environment because when Bitcoin starts rising close to $25,000, for example, the moving averages will send a buy signal thinking that the rise is the start of a new trend. However, the market will come down again because 25,000 is a top and it will sell lower around 20,000 because it believes that this will be the start of a new downtrend. Therefore, in a ranging market, you'll end up doing the worst possible, which is buying high and selling low. As I said at the beginning, indicators don't work well on their own, but should be combined with other indicators, risk management settings, or price action. Some indicators that work well together with the EMA or other moving averages in general are oscillators. However, I will talk about that later when I will talk about my favorite oscillator for crypto, the Williams present R, and my second favorite oscillator, the RSI. In general, trend-following indicators like the EMA don't work well with take profit or trailing stop loss. That is because if you use trend-following indicators for your entries and exits, your profits per trade will vary greatly. If there is a strong trend and you are using something like the 50 and 200 EMA crossover on the 4-hour chart, you can even get wins upwards of 100%. Therefore using a take profit or trailing stop loss will limit the amount you can win. A stop loss, on the other hand, can come in handy. Especially if your moving averages are pretty long like the 50 and the 200. That is because they are slow to react and they will not react on time in case of a flash crash. A flash crash by the way is when Bitcoin or any other coin falls quickly in a short amount of time, so when Bitcoin for example falls 10-15% in 5 minutes. This is a pretty common occurrence for the crypto market. A stop loss will therefore help you avoid taking a big loss in case of a flash crash. Since we have already mentioned it, let's talk about the oscillator Williams percent %R next. Oscillators, as the name suggests, are indicators that oscillate like a pendulum between two values. Williams percent R oscillates between a value of minus 100 at the bottom and zero at the top based on the last 14 periods by default. When Williams percent R has a value below minus 80, it is said to be oversold, meaning that the price has fallen recently, and when the price is above minus 20, it is said to be overbought, meaning that the price has risen a lot lately. Thus, the classic way of trading is to buy when Williams percent R shows oversold bearing, meaning that you buy low, and sell when Williams percent R shows overbought readings, meaning that you sold high. The default values of the indicator are minus 80 for oversold, minus 20 for overbought, and 14 for periods. However, most trading platforms, Cryptohopper included, allow you to change these values. One of the great Aspects about Williams percent R or other oscillators in Cryptopper is their customization. On Cryptopper, you can customize your buy or sell signal to be less than a value or more than a value. This gives you a lot of flexibility when making strategies. For example, I can make a strategy that buys when Williams percent R is oversold, so less than or equal to minus 80. And sell when it is oversold, so greater than or equal to minus twenty, as I mentioned earlier. However, I can also make it trade in the opposite direction, so that it buys when William's percent R is overbought or above minus twenty, and sell when it is oversold, so below eighty. This will essentially make the oscillator work similar to a trend following indicator, like the EMA. Another great aspect of oscillators on cryptohopper is that they provide sticking signals if you choose greater than or less than. Sticking signals are signals that will continue as long as a condition is met. For example, Williams percent R can be set to continue sending buy signals as long as its value is below minus 80 and keep sending sell signals as long as the value is above minus 20. This is great when used together with other indicators because you can, for example, set Williams percent R to buy when it is less than minus 50 and when the EMA provides a buy signal. Which will thus make Williams percent R act like a filter to ensure that you are buying relatively low. Another feature that is unique to Crypto Hopper, as far as I know at least, is called the Keep Candle 4. As the name suggests, once a signal is given, it is then kept for a certain number of candles. This again can be very useful when combined with other indicators. For example, you can make a trading system where a buy signal is sent when Williams percent R reaches below minus 90 so when the coin is very oversold. Now if you wanted to add an EMA to your system, you will not get almost any trades. That is because it is a very rare occurrence when the EMA crossover happens at such low oversold levels. However, if you use the keep candle 4 feature you might actually make a decent strategy, because. You will essentially be buying after the market experienced a serious crash thanks to the Williams percent %R and then when it starts recovering thanks to the EMA. Unlike the EMA and assuming you trade using the classic system of buying at oversold and selling at overbought, the smaller timeframes such as the 1 hour or 30 minutes work best with oscillators. That is because the 1 hour and 30 minutes chart are better than identifying temporary pullbacks in the price. While the bigger timeframes are better at identifying the overall trend. Also, unlike the EMA, Williams percent R works well with take profit and trailing stop loss. That is because you are usually buying after small corrections, and therefore, a small take profit is much more appropriate here. Williams percent R is considered a sensitive oscillator, especially when compared to something like the RSI, for example. Therefore, it is much more reactive to smaller price movements and will reach an oversold level quicker. As a result, you will see more trades than with the EMA or with other oscillators, but your profit per trade will be significantly smaller. A stop loss will also work great with Williams percent R and other oscillators. One of the main pitfalls of oscillators is that they can be oversold for a very long time. Just because a coin is low and oversold doesn't mean that it cannot go even lower. A stop loss will therefore limit your downside. It is also important to note that oscillators work well in ranging markets because the price has no clear direction. This is because with an oscillator you will end up buying low towards the bottom of a range and selling high towards the top of the range, unlike the EMA which does the opposite. The oscillators however do not work well in a trending market. That is because, as I already mentioned, one of the main pitfalls of oscillators when buying is that the price can always continue to fall even more. So even if you buy low, it can continue to fall lower. Therefore, it can lead to multiple losses in a downtrending market. A similar concept also prevents Williams percentile to make significant profits in an uptrending market. And by significant, I mean at least as much as trend following indicators. That is because you'll usually be selling too early. Just because something is overbought, it doesn't mean that it cannot continue to go a lot higher. Thus, you lose the opportunity to make significant profits by following the trend. Since we mentioned the RSI earlier or Relative Strength Index for long, let's briefly talk about it. The RSI is an oscillator that is similar to Williams R and works essentially in the same way. The main differences between the two are that the RSI is significantly less sensitive, so it takes a bigger move in the market to bring it to either oversold or overbought, and the oversold and overbought levels are different. The RSI oscillates between 0 and 100. With 30 usually being considered oversold and 70 usually being considered overbought. While the RSI works essentially the same as Williams percent R on Crypto Hopper, we also have another variation of the indicator named the RSI with region crossovers. The RSI with region crossovers shares the same values as the regular RSI. The only difference lies in how it is traded. With the RSI with region crossover, a buy signal is sent once the RSI comes out of an oversold area. So, for example, let's say that you set the RSI to be oversold at 30. Therefore, the RSI with region crossover will send a buy signal when the value of the RSI goes below 30 and then climbs back up above 30. This is great because it eliminates the biggest threat to oscillators that I mentioned earlier. Since you are not buying a coin that is constantly falling anymore, but instead you are buying a coin that is starting to recover again. The sell signal for the RSI with region crossover is essentially the opposite and will occur when the value of the RSI comes down below the overbought threshold. For example, imagine that the overbought threshold is 70. Thus, you will get a sell signal when the RSI goes above 70 and then comes back down below 70. This is great in a trending market because Just as an asset can be oversold for a long time, it can also be overbought for a long time meaning that if the price is currently high, it can still go significantly higher. Therefore, this will help you follow the trend more and sell significantly higher than a regular oscillator in a strong trend. However, what is important to note here is that this is a one-off signal and not a sticking signal as with the regular oscillators. Therefore, you will only get one signal at the crossover point. As a result, you will need to use the Keep Candle 4 feature if you want to use it with other indicators that only give one signal. Another option is to use it with trend-following indicators like the or parabolic SAR, which do provide sticking signals. Since I just mentioned the MESA, it is only fair that I talk about it as it is one of my favorite indicators at CryptoHopper. As I just mentioned, the MESA is a trend following indicator like the EMA. The main difference between the MESA and the EMA on CryptoHopper lies in the fact that the MESA provides sticking signals and the EMA does not, meaning that as long as the MAMA, which is the short moving average here, is above the FAMA, the low moving average of the MESA. A buy signal will be given. On some trading platforms, the MESA comes with a green cloud when the MAMA is above the FAMA, which is great for visualization. And of course, the opposite is also true. So as long as the MAMA is below the FAMA, a sell signal will be given, that is displayed as a red cloud on the chart on some trading platforms. Apart from the sticking signals, the MESA and EMA also use different mathematical formulas which makes one more reactive than the other. It is also important to note here that MESA is an adaptive moving average, meaning that the sensitivity to price changes differs on market conditions. Speaking of mathematical calculations, the inputs of the MESA are very different from the EMA. The defaults are 0.5 for the fast limit and 0.05 for a slow limit. Recall that for the EMA, if you have 2 EMAs with bigger periods, you will get less trades, as the EMAs will cross less often. Here the opposite is true, bigger numbers result in more trades. So a fast limit of 0.7 with a slow limit of 0.075 would result in more trades than the default values. As for the sell settings, just like the EMA, the MESA is usually only suitable to work with a stop loss because a take profit and trailing stop loss will hamper its big wins. And just like the EMA or other trend-following strategies, it works well on the bigger time frames such as the 4-hour chart and above. However, what I like the most about the MESA is not the indicator per se, but rather how well it can be combined with other indicators. As mentioned, the MESA is a trend-following indicator with sticking signals. This makes it an excellent candidate to use as a filter. A filter is a technical indicator that is used to filter out fake signals. One of the best uses I found for the MESA is to pull it on longer timeframes and then use other indicators on smaller timeframes to enter and exit the market. The purpose of the MESA on the longer timeframes is to find the direction of the trend. One of the most important aspects of trading is to trade in the direction of the trend. Once the Mesa identifies the overall trend, you can then use an oscillator like the RSI or Williams R on a smaller time frame to find the bottom for those trends. Other indicators that can work well on a smaller time frame with a Mesa filter are the MACD and the BB and even other moving averages. Another indicator that is very similar to the Mesa in the way it operates on cryptohopper is the parabolic SAR or PSAR for short. The Parabolic SAR is another trend forming indicator with sticking signals. Although it performs essentially the same function as the MESA, it usually looks very different on the chart. The Parabolic SAR is made up of small crosses or dots, depending on the trading platform, that are either below or above the candles. When the crosses are below the candles, it means that the Parabolic SAR is bullish, and it will keep sending buy signals. And conversely, when the crosses are above the candles, it means that the indicator is bearish and it will keep sending sell signals. On CryptoHopper, the Parabolic SAR has very similar inputs to the MESA with the default values being 0.02 for the acceleration factor and 0.2 for the maximum. Just like the MESA, higher values here result in more changes between the buys and the sells. One of the main differences between the parabolic SAR and the MESA is that the parabolic SAR is more sensitive to trend changes and reacts quicker. This makes it a better filter for coins that tend to change direction faster. Another aspect that separates the two indicators is that the highs and the lows of different candles are much more important to the parabolic SAR. That is because If the high or low of a candle touches the cross of a parabolic SR, the parabolic SR will then change direction. So for an instance, if the parabolic SR is bullish with the crosses below the candle, and there is suddenly a big downward wick on the low of a candle, the parabolic SR will turn bearish and the crosses will be above the candles. On the other hand, the MESA by default just takes into account the closing prices and ignores the lows and the highs. This is important to know as there are some coins in the crypto market that constantly have big whipsaws of highs and lows which will make the parabolic SR not work adequately since it will change directions far too often while the overall trend doesn't actually change. The MESA is better suited for those kind of coins. Since I talked a lot today about trend-following indicators and momentum oscillators, I think it's time that I talk about an indicator that is neither like the Bollinger Bands or BB for short. While few traders consider the Bollinger Bands as a trend following indicator, many see it as a volatility indicator. The Bollinger Bands is made up of a simple moving average in the middle, flanked by an upper limit line above it and a lower limit line below it. The upper limit line is two standard deviations above the SMA and the lower limit line is two standard deviations below the SMA. When the market is stable, the upper and lower limit lines will contract and they will be pretty close to the SMA in the middle. On the contrary, when the market is volatile, the upper and lower limits will be further apart from the middle line. On Cryptohopper, a buy signal is given when the price drops below the lower limit and a sell signal is given when the price rises above the upper limit. This makes the Bollinger Bands indicator pretty unique since in a ranging market it will be making small profits since the Bollinger Bands are close while in the trending market it will make bigger profits since the Bollinger Bands are further apart. Generally, I found the Bollinger Bands to work best on the hourly chart, but I found the performance to vary greatly from coin to coin, therefore I would backtest well and paper trade before using this indicator with real funds. In general, the BB can work very well with the MESA since the MESA can provide the overall trend on the 1 day or 4 hour chart and the Bollinger Band can find the appropriate entries and exits on the hourly chart. This indicator should use a stop loss. In my opinion it is almost necessary, because otherwise it only exits a position when the price rises again and not at all when it falls abruptly. This can lead to large losses in a bear market in the absence of a stop loss. A take profit and trailing stop loss could also work well here, however, you should be careful and analyze the coins beforehand. Since some of the coins are more volatile than others, you may need a different take profit and trailing stop loss for each coin. Fortunately that can be set on CryptoHopper through the use of config pools. Well, with that I think we have covered a good amount of indicators today. We went through the EMA, Williams %R, the RSI, including the RSI with region crossovers, the MESA, Parabolic SAR. And finally, the Bollinger Bands. These are some of the indicators I personally use the most, but this doesn't make them the best ones out there necessarily. But the most important part is how you use them together to make a strategy and the risk management that you apply. I sincerely hope you have enjoyed this podcast and hope you found it useful. If there are any other indicators you would like us to cover in our next podcast or any other topics, please let us know. I wish you a great day and hope to see you all here next time. Bye-bye.